you're listening to Do We Like Murder? A segment of the Long Overdue Podcast. Coming at you from Decatur Public Library. In Decatur, Texas. And you have me, Denise. And me, Dawn. Uh, and me, Brandon. Woohoo! The, the trio. <laughs> so we are talking murder today. Can you believe it? Do we like murder? <laughs> well, after our March Madness, where we were just kind of like <laughs> sports crimes. <laughs> we we could talk about this every week. So we will try to <laughs> which, intersperse other which, stuff. You know, but we did it for March. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll try not to uh to do it too much. Okay, so we're talking about murder, but specifically murder in Parks, state parks, national parks, national parks, all federal park land. <laughs> yeah. So I have some basic statistics stuff. Okay, cool. I just have this study about how violent crime increases during warmer weather. Oh, in general, not just in parks. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense because more people are out in parks. Yep, during the nicer weather. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I found was, this is national parks, Mm -hmm. that there are about 312 murders that happen a year in national parks. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so those were, it says deaths. That doesn't necessarily mean murders, because we'll get to that here in a second. Yeah. So um, that, it was like six per week. Oh, six deaths per week. (laughs) <laughs> that's still a lot <laughs> they, they don't, they don't die on Sundays it's one death for every one million visitors wow. so that's really not very many yeah what did you just say I said they don't die on Sundays six deaths a week oh you're so funny <laughs> <laughs> how do you know it was Sunday I don't know. I was just. Uh, I would think less people go to parks on like a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The weekend, I would think yeah. people are there. But the leading cause of death in parks, do you know what it is? Is it falling in a hole? No. <laughs> Bears? No. It's drowning. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I guess people get too close or they're swimming and. Fall in the lake. Yeah, or get in that undertow of the the (laughs) river and can't get out. So there are other causes of death. So you mentioned a couple of them. Vehicular accidents. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you, I knew some people. I'm surprised they didn't die. (laughs) You know, they like the four-wheeling kind of thing, Mm -hmm. going straight up the side of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, and then, oh, that's all fun. Yeah, this is great. And I'm like, let me out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) I do not want to be here anymore. (laughs) I want to continue my life. (laughs) Okay, so you mentioned falls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's getting too close to the edge, which is why they have barriers, you know. Yeah. Because people (laughs) (laughs) get too close. If there's a warning about it, it's because someone already did it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, that's dumb. Why would you ask? Because someone already did it. This next one is interesting. Poisoning. 
from like eating berries you don't know or mushrooms you don't know. Uh, you're like, probably. <laughs> I'm going to pick this up off the ground and eat it. It'll be fine. This looks good. totally safe. I'm sure that the animals around here eat it and they live. <laughs> or else they're just smart enough not to pick it up and yes, eat it. They just know. <laughs> And then you mentioned bears, but they say wildlife encounters because, you know, you don't want to uh, get too close to a moose. That mm-hmm. would not be fun. I think that's been mm-hmm. a big thing. Or a coyote. Mm-hmm. So there are other scary animals. Mountain lion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Who would ever think that was okay? But even a bear. Okay. Um, natural causes and suicide. Or a couple okay. others. Yeah. This one's great. This next one is great. So many have been boiled alive. Oh, yeah. From being like, <laughs> I'm going to get into that hot spring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then it says somebody was decapitated by an unlatched gate. Ooh. What is that even? How? I think <laughs> I'm trying to picture that. What does that even look like? Yeah. Hmm. So some of the things that they say you can do to avoid getting into these, quote, life-ending incidents. Stay on the trail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they say carry bear spray. Does that really work? We don't know. (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) know. But this, this next one's good. Don't take selfies with the animals. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, some of these they are just like so that. much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the common sense. It says practice common sense. Yes. Common sense is not common, I don't think, I don't anymore. Think, yeah. Has it ever been common? <laughs> All right. So violent crime increases during warmer weather. Mm-hmm. There was a study done by Leah Shinasi, PhD, mm-hmm. in Ghassan Hamra also a PhD, mm-hmm. that they published this article in Urban Health, oh, Journal of Urban Health, and they used the decades worth of crime data in Philadelphia, so from 2006 to 2015. Okay. To find the rates of violent crime, disorderly conduct, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those things when I saw this article, I was like, is this something that you really needed to study on? Because mm-hmm. I think I, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets hot. People kill each other. (laughs) It's a thing. (laughs) But they did a study. So they came to the conclusion that crime rates were highest in the warmest months of the year, May through September, and were highest still on the hottest days. Wow, that's really interesting. So they give an example here uh, in their study that says when the heat index was 98 degrees, rates of violent crimes were 9% higher compared to days when the temperature was 57 degrees. That's a one degree difference. And so they were... That was just in case anybody doesn't know math. (laughs) During the year's colder months, October through April, the contrast of high versus low rates on crime are more comfortable versus cooler temperature days. Uh, which was more striking. So when temperatures reach 70 degrees during that time period, so during the, the colder months, mm-hmm. and it got to 70 degrees, 
daily rates of violent crime were 16% higher on average. And disorderly conduct were 23% higher. So if people are cold, they don't want to do anything. So when people are cold, and even, like, because we're thinking, like, 70 degrees isn't really all that hot. Right. But if it was cold, and then it suddenly went up to 70 degrees, Mm -hmm. violent crime went up. That's just fascinating. <laughs> Isn't it weird? And, and it makes you wonder what it's like on the other side of the world. I mean, is it the same in I would think it's the it's Australia still the same. It? Yeah, just depending on how hot it gets. So what about the equator? Oh, well, I don't know. Are those places <laughs> that are always this wasn't warm. Up in this study. <laughs> <laughs> it just sometimes those studies bring up so many more questions than they answer. So let's see. They talk about. So what they should do is put everybody murderers in a cold suit. (laughs) An air conditioned suit. So Shanasi says that she finds, to quote her, our findings are reasonable when you think about social behavior. When temperatures are extremely cold or hot, people stay indoors. But as temperatures become more comfortable, more people are outdoors, which presents greater opportunity for crime. Which, that's not where I went, like where my mind went when I was reading the study. Okay. I was just like, it's hotter. You're more frustrated. You're sweaty. You're generally grumpy. Uh-huh. And, you know, any yeah. slight little thing just sets you off. It's just done. And if it's cold, I guess uh, I wouldn't want to hit anybody because my hands were hurt. <laughs> You're busy keeping warm. <laughs> hey, that's right. You just want to snuggle up and, and chill. Yeah, Yeah, and it made me think of, like, when we talk about anger, you know, we talk about your blood boiling. Mm, Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't know if it's really that you're outdoors more, and thus there's more potential for crime, Mm -hmm. that you're just a lot more easier to set off. That kind of makes a lot of sense. I think they they should have consulted you in their study. Yeah, they should have called me. They should have. I mean, I I for one get irritated when uh, the weather's too hot. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, that's why I don't like it here in August. <laughs> it's just too hot. But is it more pronounced here with our climate or up north? Even because I know that their days don't always get as warm, but they're it's warmer for them. Mm-hmm. Well, from what that study suggests, even when it's typically colder, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have a spike in temperature. Mm-hmm. So like somewhere that's when they were talking about the winter months, you know, it's like 43 degrees. But then like it spiked up to 70 degrees and that's when the crime rate went up. So, okay, so this makes me think of something completely different, which we were talking about the other day. The moon Mm -hmm. and its impact on people because it impacts the tides Mm -hmm. and it can make the tides change. I mean, that's a huge body of water that it affects. Yeah. And you talked about, you know, we're made of water, Mm -hmm. so it should affect us. So what does, like, the barometric pressure say during those things? You know, those... Mm -hmm. Like what... All factors into that. Yeah. Mm. I think their study needs to go deeper. Yeah. I agree. Because it could be atmospheric other than just heat Mm -hmm. or coolness. Mm. Oh, that's so deep. (laughs) Uh, Shanasi also brings up 
that uh, seeing increase, increases in crime during warmer days is a little concerning if we take into account climate change. So if it starts to get hotter or longer. Oh. <laughs> Population control. <laughs> We're going to. That's scary. It'll be the purge in no time. <laughs> I still haven't watched. I'm kind of afraid to. So in the national parks, they have like a segment of the FBI that mm. is over the national parks. And it's called the Investigative Services Branch. And do you know how many there are? Mm-mm. That cover 85 million acres of park service is it five? And there's 423 areas. No, a few more than five. <laughs> Notice I said few. A few more. We actually hit the double digits. Yes. Oh. 33. Oh, wow. So uh, they need people. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, it obviously seems to be mm-hmm. super low. Six deaths a week. Yeah. And they said that a lot of them go unreported mm-hmm. and then they just can't determine what their cause of death was. Yeah. So. Yeah, because by the time you, they get found, they might just be skeletal remains. Mm-hmm. And unless there was a like deep impact or anything like that, might not be able to tell by the, the skeletal remains what the cause of death was. Yeah. Yeah, because the animals come in and eat them. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, decay. Know, strangle someone out in the middle of nowhere and they don't find them for months, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to show any signs of strangulation. Unless you do it in September and they were frozen all winter. <laughs> and Perfectly <they> preserved. <laughs> then. <laughs> so what I'm saying, though, with you, what did you just say, Brandon? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> that they need more agents. Oh, yeah. They seem to be running low, yeah. But I don't know if, like, they're hiring for that, if they mm-hmm. feel like that it it is fully staffed. I mean, I, I don't know what they yeah. are thinking. Is To us, that seems really low, but maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a crime division, how many cases they handle. Yeah. I mean, I know that they're all overloaded, it seems, and mm-hmm. that we hear that. Um I didn't do the math. So what is it? 33 with 300-ish, 312 deaths per year. So that's about 100. That's not right. It's about 10. 10 per. Is that right? 33 agents. So that doesn't seem bad. A little less than 10. For the full year? Yeah. For the full year. And if only six of them are... Well, six a week, right? You said mm-hmm. were murders. But you wonder if not only were they not reported, but maybe they just didn't even know mm-hmm. that somebody went there and got eaten by a bear or was killed mm-hmm. maliciously or whatever. So the way you leave a note. Yeah, don't go by yourself. Well, <laughs> It might be killed by who you're with. Okay, good point. <laughs> but always leave a note. <laughs> it might be safer. <laughs> always leave a note. Going hiking at this place. 
should be back by this time. You never know when you can get trapped. Like in that movie with James Franco. He was trapped. Did you watch that? Oh my gosh, yes, (laughs) I did watch that. That was... Have you seen that? No. (laughs) (laughs) So they can't see you. Yes. (laughs) This guy is out in like the desert area. Yeah, he's doing like rock climbing. Mm -hmm. And he falls in between like two solid walls of rock. And his arm is pinned by another rock. So he can't get out. Can't call anybody. Nobody knows where he's at because he did not leave a note. And he's there for, like the movie was called how many hours? He was there like 127 hours or something uh, yeah, like I that. I think so, yeah. And he was there for that long. You want to know how he got out? Do you want me to spoil it for you? Yeah, I'd love okay, to. Okay, listeners, huge spoiler alert. <laughs> huge, but it's still worth the watch. <laughs> Go for it. He cuts off his own arm. Oh, yeah, that's where I was thinking. <laughs> true story. It is, and it is a true story. Also, always leave a note. Because they didn't know, none of his friends or family knew where he was, just that he liked to go rock climbing. Should have got some uh, news coverage. Maybe he got sponsored and uh, gotten a free arm out of it. Well, he may have at this point. We haven't done a follow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should. I was just like, ah, no. Yeah. So I, I have some actual murders. Are we ready to move on to actual murders? Or are we I still talking? I want to tell you one more thing. Okay. And then we can move on to actual murders. Okay. So this was in Backpacker Magazine. Okay. And it was just published a couple of days ago that a man was banned from national parks for organizing a 139-person Grand Canyon hike. What? Mm-hmm. He pleads guilty to misdemeanors related to the 2020 trip. Okay, no, wait a minute. Tell me that again. He is, he got banned. He is banned from national parks, all of them, <laughs> for organizing a 139-person Grand Canyon hike. Now, why? Because Grand Canyon does not let you do that. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So anything that goes on there, if it's organized, it has to go through the park system. Mm -hmm. So he probably collected money from all those people. That's a lot of people to take on a hike. He might have gotten away with it if it it weren't weren't so many people all at once. Well, let's see. It says the National Park Service first became aware of his plans in September 2020 when the Grand Canyon's permit office received a tip that a large group of more than 100 people were planning to hike the canyon on October 24th. So they sent a screenshot of the Facebook group, and then uh, park rangers joined the group and found out. There was a thing here that said how many people they allowed. So during COVID, they only allowed a group of 11 people oh. at a time. <laughs> so that's part of it. Yes. But before that, <laughs> because before COVID, the groups were 30, like a group of 30 okay. was the max. So even before COVID, uh-huh. he still would have not been able to do it. And he called to ask, you know, about hiking up there. They told him 11 Mm-hmm. was the the limit 
And he wanted to know, like, what if you had 12? And they were like, no, 11 is the limit. And he was like, well, what if we broke it up into two groups? And they're like, no, <laughs> 11 is the limit. So then he was like, okay. And then he made a Facebook group and got 139 people. <laughs> so. So he did it anyway. <laughs> tried to. Tried to. <laughs> Someone told the park rangers and they were like, oh, no. <laughs> okay. So I, as a girl, wanted to be a park ranger. I thought that's my dream job. That's what I really mm-hmm. wanted to do. But I don't know why I did never go to school for that. That would have been like a smart thing to do, but I didn't. Anyway, I have come to find out that park rangers do a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. like police patrol stuff. Mm -hmm. If they come across a murderer or murderer, I mean, they have to be prepared for that kind of stuff. It's not just all bears and trees and berries. And hiking. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not all the good stuff. Okay, so that was my last non- murder crimey thing that i came across (laughs) i was like wait what (laughs) i'm banned from all parks (laughs) can't go to any how does that happen (laughs) you organize 139 people to go hiking at grand canyon (laughs) at any time covid or not so i have several different like small little cases i don't have a whole lot about okay or a whole lot of information about do you have one about gary hilton um, I don't believe so. No. Okay. So where, um, where's Gary Hilton? So he's known as the national forest serial killer. What? When, when was he uh serial killing? When was he serial killing? <laughs> uh, early 2000s. So like 2008, 2007. I think that there was a couple in 2005. Not very long ago. Mm-mm. Okay. So I'll tell you about one. That was brutal. So this happened in 2016. Some park rangers had seen um, a guy with a younger girl going down the side of the mountain off of the main path. And so they got a little suspicious. And so they, I don't know, got down there, um, figured out a way to get to him to investigate it. And the guy murdered his six-year-old daughter Hmm. i know um and it was because they were having a um custody battle Mm -hmm. and he's like if i can't have her nobody can so he shot her shot her in the heart she died Mm -hmm. right there at the scene that's awful it is awful that was on the blue ridge parkway Hmm. a couple of mine are from that area over there so his name was Seth Willis Pickering. Oh, no, he didn't shoot her. He stabbed her, excuse me, mm. in the heart. I so. think that might be worse. It is worse. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Because you have to get right up there. So he was sentenced to life without parole. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Serial killers are fascinating. I'll tell another one of mine in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want me to tell another one. How many do I have here? Oh my gosh, I've got a ton. <laughs> so I'll tell you one more. Okay. So this guy was going. Uh, this guy and this lady were somewhere on the Blue Ridge Parkway. They decided to go for a hike. So they got a 
certain amount, it started raining. So the lady decided to go back and he decided to, he was going to continue. Mm-hmm. Well, as he's on his way back, he finds her hat and some of her belongings and, um, you know, can't find her. She's missing. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go back or the guy goes back and a couple of days later, he <laughs> admits to killing her. Um, and I guess she was very hard of hearing and I don't know. I don't know why he killed her. Um, I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I believe he tried to sexually assault her. He did. And she yeah. fought back. And so. Oh, she fought back. <sighs> so he, he pled guilty to first degree murder and two counts of aggravated sexual abuse and was sentenced to life in prison. And that was in 2018. Summer. Oh, yeah. Where's the uh, Blue Ridge Parkway? The Blue Ridge Parkway is on the Appalachian Mountains. It goes from Virginia down to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Oh. Have you been on it? Obviously, you haven't. <laughs> I don't get out much. I've only been on it once, and it's beautiful. I never thought, you know, coming from the mountains in the West, I never thought that the Appalachian Mountains could be pretty. I mean, yeah. They are so much smaller, blah, 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 all that stuff. But it's beautiful. It's a different beauty. See, I was going to like talk about the Yellowstone mm-hmm. serial killer, but then I thought, don't probably talk about the Yellowstone serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I stayed away from that kind of stuff because <laughs> you sent me that link, and I was like, well. But this actually. Oh, we didn't talk about the dead zone. We didn't. So right before you start, well, I'll. Yeah, we'll talk about the dead zone. Okay. Um, okay, so your serial killer is from where? Uh, the National Forest serial killer is what he was called. Okay, this one's different. So I have one more that I have a little bit more information on. Okay. It is the Yosemite killer. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking about. The Yosemite killer? Yeah. Uh, tell me. Start telling me, and then... Yeah, <laughs> so... This information says 1961, so I don't know. That wasn't um, when this happened because it was 1999, but that's when he was born was in 1961 Mm -hmm. um, in August. So his youngest brother, this guy, his name is Carrie Stainer. Yeah, this is what I was thinking about. Okay. I said Yosemite. Oh, wait, no, I said Yellowstone. You said Yellowstone, yeah. Not Yosemite. So his younger brother, Stephen, was kidnapped while walking home from school in California, mm-hmm. which is sad. Mm-hmm. So his abductor, um, he's a convicted child molester, Kenneth Parnell, held him captive. Oh, my gosh. Held him captive for seven years. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. How old was he? He was seven. Oh, so he, and he's convicted child molester, so... Mm-hmm. I guess he we was seven when he was kidnapped and then held for seven years. Mm-hmm. He was 14. And then he escaped and he went home. Wow. But then he was killed in 1989 by a motorcycle accident. And he was 27, I think. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Well, he was um, in 72 when he was seven and then 89. I don't know math. I don't want to do math on this. No. Somebody I just, I just remember reading about it and I yeah. think he was 27 when Okay. <laughs> so 
I mean, you can imagine living in something like that. Your brother goes missing mm-hmm. for seven years and then he comes back and he's out of all that tra- trauma. I, I can't even imagine. But so he started working, um, Carrie did, as a, I guess, handyman at the Cedar Lodge near Yosemite. And the town is El Portal. This was in 97. Mm-hmm. And in... 1999, so two years later, there were some tourists that disappeared. And they were teenagers, 15 and 16 years old. So the daughter of the family, her name was Julie, and then a friend of hers was Sylvina Paleso. And they found, so that was in February when they went missing, and then they found their bodies burnt in the rental car in March. Uh, they were in the trunk. So in July, the decapitated body of Joey Armstrong, a 26-year-old naturalist, was found in her cabin. So he killed four total? Yes, I think so. I think he killed four total. And I think he was about to kidnap somebody else before he got caught. Okay. And it says that he fantasized since he was a child. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was because his brother was taken and he was had anger and wanted mm-hmm. to kill that person, which is completely understandable. But then to carry it out under... Mm-hmm. To innocent well, people. And I had also read that uh, he was molested by his uncle um, as well. Yeah, that would that would do it. I mean, personally. So yes, then he, he um, confessed and of course they tried to do mental illness. And it does talk about a little bit here the sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he was convicted and given the death penalty. So, mm-hmm. so very interesting. Yep. So I know you mentioned Yellowstone just a minute ago, and uh, you had some very fascinating information. So talking about all the deaths in the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. There's not a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it takes people, it takes park rangers forever to find something like that. Cause didn't we do a Dewey where it was a father and son that were like living out in the middle of the woods and took a lady and yes. Yeah. And there was a, like a whole section that we talked about where like they had, massive search teams looking for these ladies or this one woman and they were right there hiding in the woods all these people passing them by Mm -hmm. and didn't even see them yeah (laughs) like so i remember that just because that was under some leaves and yeah that was right near uh, yellowstone just north of yellowstone Mm -hmm. in the big sky um yeah that's it big sky yeah Uh yeah so easy to hide. <laughs> I mean, put a little dirt on your face. 
It was nuts. It was like. So one of the things that we read recently, the article that you sent me, Mm -hmm. was really fascinating about Yellowstone. And we talked about the FBI covering Mm -hmm. the, the national parks. And I don't know how many other parks are this way, but Yellowstone specifically is in three states. Mm-hmm. I, Wyoming has most of it, and mm-hmm. then Montana and Idaho. Yes. Okay, so the northern part of it, there's just a couple areas in Montana. Yeah, there's, and there's a spot that part of it is in Montana, mm-hmm. and the other part is in Idaho. Okay. And so... You could commit murder on one side, drag them off to Idaho side, leave leave it, leave them there. And then if you get caught, the loophole, because there is a murder loophole here, this is why it's called the dead zone, mm-hmm. is that you have the right to request a jury from the district of where the murder was committed. So you would think Montana, Idaho. Well, on the Montana side, that's fine because you have people living in that area. Idaho, you have zero people living in that area. So you can't actually get any jury members from that spot because no one lives there. So guess what? You're off. You're free. Because you can't get a jury. That's strange. <laughs> it is strange. It's like a 50 square mile area. Mm-hmm. Zone of death. There has actually been some attention drawn to it through. I mean, so there was one, I think a, a Montana senator, somebody who was trying to bring some uh, light to it. Yeah, I think he was a law professor. Okay. He was trying That's to right. get the, the Senate to do something about it. But no, but nobody was interested. Yeah, yeah. Because it would read, it would change their zones, and mm-hmm. you know, all, it was just a big political yes. mess. And um, but then, an author, a fiction author, became interested in it. Wasn't it C.J. Box? Yes, it was. Yeah, very big author, and um, started doing research about that mm-hmm. because he writes murder mysteries. And um, so that's what actually brought it more into the forefront because one of the people who read his books was a political person. Mm -hmm. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. And started looking into it a little bit more. But guess what? Nothing has been done. That's right. It's been nine years since they've been talking about it. And nothing. (laughs) They did have someone that tried to use that argument in court. Not over like a murder. Mm -hmm. But... I think they illegally hunted. Yes. And one side, Montana probably, or Idaho. I don't remember. But I think he did it backwards because he was trying to, <laughs> to, to say, they, you know, he wanted to pull people from Montana because of where he was. And I was like, that's fine. People live here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, no, dude, it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but some, they still ended up dismissing it. I don't remember exactly. I think the- he played out. Because okay. it wasn't. That's what it was. Yeah, because I think they, they, he pled out, and that law law a professor was like, they could have put it into it right then and there. Mm-hmm. Really, they no. could have either said, 
he's right, like the law professor is right, and then the Senate would have to do something about it, or they could have said he's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not how this works. And that would put it into it then, too. And instead, they were like, make this go away, plead him out. So, so it's zone. still the zone of death. <laughs> Where you think there's a possibility that you could get away with murder. You guys want to take down a trip to Yellowstone <laughs> with me? Um, okay, so yes, I would go to Yellowstone. I've been there many times. All right, so I, I specifically of death. want to go <laughs> to the be border like between... Yellowstone and different states. I just want to go visit. Just take <laughs> just a look around. Take a look around. Sure you do. Yeah. I'm gonna let you go by yourself. Oh, you know what? We're gonna stay on the Montana side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, that that's really fascinating. So your serial killer that you want to talk about, I'm assuming, did not kill in the zone of death. No. Where was he from again? So the National Forest. He apparently was on different hiking trails across the American South. So it wasn't just one park. Okay. Which is why he's the National Park Killer. National Forest. Yeah. National Forest. Okay. So his name was Gary Hilton. Um, Any relation to Paris? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. Yeah. No. Gary was... Uh, born in 1946 in Atlanta, Georgia. He had a kind of a troubled childhood. His mom was married to his father very briefly, just basically enough time to get pregnant. And then they divorced. Uh, she married She re- married later on. I believe she had several marriages. But he had kind of a... None, kind of a violent relationship with his stepfather like the last one that his mother had married and stayed with okay um he ended up joining the united states army and became a paratrooper or tried to become a paratrooper he washed out of that program because he drank too much (laughs) yeah you can't can't exactly run uh like that you gotta you you gotta uh, no, anyway, sorry. I, I was going <laughs> to say something. I forgot what I was going to say. Apologies. Um, more than likely, he had ADHD, but at that time, it was not something that was even really discussed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, his mom would put him in the boys' club a lot, basically as free babysitting. Okay. Um, where he learned to become a skilled marksman. Oh. Like, won competitions and so on. Um, when he was 13... He fed up with his stepdad and the abuse and shot his stepdad, <gasps> but he didn't kill him. I wasn't expecting that. Okay. No. His stepdad did not press charges, and his mom was like, you can't live here. Instead of, why did you shoot your stepdad? Or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of maybe acknowledging that all this abuse was going on. Yeah. Um, instead, she was like, yeah, you can't live here. So he went to go live with some relatives for a bit. And then eventually she forgave him and let him move back in. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so he was only there for a little bit until he joined the army and then, then he was out. Um, so he washed out of the paratrooper program for drinking too much. Um, 
but it seems like he was probably drinking too much because in 1967 he experiences schizophrenic episode and so then he was honorably discharged from the army okay um he got a pilot's license and an associate's degree but didn't use either of those uh he instead decided that he was going to become a telephone scammer so you know like calling people and uh trying to get money from them he was claiming to be seeking donations for churches and other nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. um, so he just had his own little post office box mail this to no <laughs> <laughs> that would have been smart i think okay uh no so gary was married three times okay several failed marriages his last wife um he told her that he was in marketing and so she would drive around town picking up checks (laughs) (laughs) nice so she thought you know people were like paying for ad space and so on but who would they make the check out to (laughs) i'm like you're going to people's houses (laughs) that too but also if he had done it through with a mailbox it would have been a a federal crime Mm -hmm. versus which i don't even know what kind of crime it is now (laughs) but yes what year was this um so he was born probably in the 70s okay yeah so yeah (laughs) I think back to the 70s and all the stuff that we hear about what things that happen. And I grew up in that. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Drove around town picking up checks from people. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. So by 2008, when he got caught for all this stuff, he had been arrested for drunk driving, carrying a gun without a license, drug possession, and 21 counts of solicitation. Um, so those were just kind of his, you know, petty crimes. Okay. Nothing really about other than shooting a stepdad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, but he deserved that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In 1995, he, cause you know, he was making, he was still making some pretty good bank doing the telephone scamming. Cause he got caught, went to prison for a little bit, came back out and was right back at it. Um, so he was still, he was doing pretty well for himself. Um, in 1995, he produced a straight to VHS movie called dead run. The movie was about a guy who would take women to the woods and hunt them. OMG. (laughs) Straight to VHS. Um, you know, he could have done that for a living for (laughs) You know, did he star in his own movie? He did not. No. Did he film the true stuff? <laughs> Golly. No. He just, okay. He just threw money at the project. <laughs> so obviously, and none was thrown back. <laughs> no. So then, at some point, he just decided that he was done with society, done with everything. He was going to go off the grid with his dog. Him living in his astro van. Ooh. <laughs> That's it. He was just done um you kind of still need money to live off the grid Uh, yeah i mean unless you actually know how to live off the grid you kind of still need money um so you know instead of like i don't know 
scamming people for money or getting a job, mm-hmm. he decided that he was going to rob hikers. And that nice. was now his uh, his living. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's his new career. He decides that he's going to just live off the grid and steal from hikers. Because hikers carry so much cash with them. Well. But they, I guess he could take their food. He, what? at this point, it's like early 2000s, like I mean, early 2000s. So he's taking their credit cards? He's taking their credit cards, oh. their debit cards as well, and going to ATM machines. So, okay, let's talk about, I'm going to say, the last crime that he committed is the one that got him caught, but he did others. It always is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But no one knew about the others until then, yeah. or at okay. least not that they were attributed to him. Um, let's see. I think in 2005, he kidnapped an elderly couple on a trail named Irene and John Bryant. And so they were hiking mm-hmm. and he um, kind of ambushed them. Killed Irene right off the bat, like beat her to death. Oh. And she was a little old lady. And then he made John Bryant get into his van and go to ATM machines mm-hmm. and take money out of their debit cards and uh, credit cards. Okay, so there's a limit. There's a daily limit, not a location limit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So after that. He would also kind of keep them alive for a couple of days, too. Probably for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so um, Irene and John were eventually declared missing, and people were looking for them, and they found Irene out there on one of the hiking trails, um, but they didn't find John. So do we know where this one happened? Um, What, state park or anything? Or federal park? It just says North Carolina and Florida. Okay. So these kind of go a little bit around. Okay. But he would travel around in his astral van. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he bludgeoned Irene to death and then took her husband to go get money. And he kept him alive for a while. But then he killed him um, and then dismembered him. Why? Never really says. Just FYI, there's really no resolve on that. He says it's because, like, he would cut off head, like their head and their hands, mm-hmm. and he he says that it was to prevent identification. So, what did he try to do with their head and their hands? I think he just dumped it somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, because there wasn't really any evidence that he did anything. And then where did he keep the body? I mean, this is just... Well, he would just dump it and then move on to another <laughs> another location. And so, in 2006... This is why I could not do this. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? Why? I don't understand. Oh, and okay. there's a, like an hour and a half long interrogation of his that you can see, mm-hmm. which I was just like, this guy. Oh. <laughs> so I just stopped. I was like, no. I don't... I, I don't need this guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, can I see that picture of him? This one. He reminds me of uh, 
What's his name? Merle from Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in 2006, a woman named Cheryl Dunlap went missing. And she was 46 years old, and she was a Sunday school teacher, and she went missing. So on her day off, she decided that she was going to go to the public library, check out some books, go to Target, do some shopping in Target. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she... Decided to go to Florida's Apalachicola Apalachicola? Yeah. National Forest. Okay. Um, and she just basically sat in her car and read. Like she was oh. just like, you know, wanting to get away from people. It was her day off and just wanted to like chill. Okay. I do stuff like that. Well. <laughs> I'm not going to anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening other than she's going to be dead. Yes. But okay. Yeah. <sighs> okay. You know, she's got two teenage sons at home so she was like just left target gonna sit somewhere and chill for a little bit before i go home Mm -hmm. she never went home so um kids didn't know where she was um her job didn't know where she was because she didn't show up for work so they you know called the police and declared her missing and at this point the police um before she was declared missing, I think there was at least two different, I think like it was a state trooper and a local cop had passed by there, saw her car there, and was like, is it just a, a car here? Is mm-hmm. it abandoned? So um, one of the police officers gets out to look and he sees that the car has a flat tire. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, they probably went to go get help or something. They'll be back. Mm-hmm. So he went to do his patrol again. Deciding that he would drive back around and check to see if the car was still there. Mm-hmm. The car was still there. He ran the plates. She hadn't been declared missing yet. So she didn't have any warrants, any criminal record or anything like that. So he was like, well, I'm just going to mark it as abandoned. Mm-hmm. And hopefully she'll come, she'll come back for it. Due to that, to him doing that, when she was declared missing and the police started looking into that, there was a record of her car being abandoned there. So okay, they didn't spend a whole lot of time like wondering where she was. They went straight to her car. Okay. They did a search around the area and they did find her. Um, and she was also decapitated. Um, yeah, they found her by the highway, but a distance away from her car. Mm-hmm. So, when they looked into her ATM records, they saw that there had been a bunch of withdrawals. Mm -hmm. So, they looked at those tapes. And they couldn't tell who it was Mm -hmm. because Gary had put surgical tape all over his face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he didn't think that was going to be suspicious at all. But he put surgical tape all over his face to get money out of her bank account. So at this point, these two, like the couple and Cheryl, like they're in two different places. No one's connecting these as anything Mm -hmm. connected. They're just like investigating. So on, of course, 
Irene's case, Irene and John's case had gone cold because no one knew what was what. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing with Cheryl's. Cheryl's went cold. In 2008, um, 24-year-old Meredith Emerson decided that she was going to go for a hike with her dog named Ella. And on that trail, Blood Mountain. Oh. Mm -hmm, At the Chattahoochee National Forest. Okay. Uh, She was hiking with her dog. And she came across Gary, and Gary attacked her and you know, tried to subdue her. Mm-hmm. And he did not know that Meredith was pretty advanced in judo, and she whooped his ass. Nice. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the dog, really, the little tiny dog. No. <laughs> This, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, she did not know. He did not know that Meredith uh, knew judo, and so she whooped up on him, and almost got away, except that he hit her in the face with a branch. Oh, and he broke her nose, so she almost blacked out. But that's how he ended up subduing her. <sighs> so he tied a rope around her neck like a leash, mm-hmm. and. Was telling her to, you know, walk this way and so on. So she did um, up until the point where she regained, you know, her senses and caught her breath. Mm-hmm. And then she attacked him again. <laughs> <laughs> way to go. And she almost got away. But then they both ended up tumbling like down the trail and he got up before she did. So he ended up subduing her again, tied her to a tree, and he kept her alive for like four days. Wow. Yeah. And basically it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, give me your ATM uh, number, your card number, your PIN number, and I'll get some money out, and then I'll let you go. So... He drags her to the Astro Van. He had $45 left from the last person that he had he had robbed. Mm-hmm. And he put $30 of gas in his car. And this will there's a reason I'm telling you this. Okay. <laughs> so they drive to an ATM. Uh-huh. She gives him not the correct pin number. Okay. And so he tries it, doesn't work, comes back, yells at her, and she's like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, that's the pen number. So they go to another bank. Mm-hmm. He does it again, doesn't work, and she convinces him to go to another bank. <laughs> she's like, maybe it'll work at that bank. So he goes and he does it again, does not work. He is getting super hot. Hasn't it sucked her card in by now? <laughs> okay, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> nope. So then she's like, okay, okay, maybe it's this pen number. Mm -hmm. So he tries that pen number and it doesn't work. So they like go back to where they had been camping Mm -hmm. and he raped her because he felt he was owed that for driving around and wasting gas when she could have just given him a pen number. Mm. Uh, And then he beat her to death and decapitated her and cut off her hands 
which is what he does. So Meredith, oh, he could not bring himself to kill the dog. <laughs> so he kept the dog. Oh, he kept the dog. He kept the dog. That dog didn't bite his face off when he was <laughs> sleeping. He kept the dog. So um, she was declared missing pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend came home. She wasn't there. Um, she had told him that she was going to go hiking. Mm-hmm. So he went to, you know, the trail. So she liked to go hike. And at Blood Mountain, at that trail, he saw her her vehicle, mm-hmm. looked around for her, couldn't find her. And so then, you know, he informed the police that that's where he had found the vehicle. And then they found her remains. But they couldn't tell it was her because she didn't have her head or her hands. Mm-hmm. So they ended up identifying her through DNA. Wow. Um, he was found pretty quickly. I'm not really sure how they connected them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know someone had told the police that they had seen her with like a, a man in his 60s. Okay. Uh, but how they connected that to him, I didn't I didn't find in any articles like what how they were like, oh, it's that guy. But they found him pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they interrogated him. And that was like, it was such a long interrogation. It was an hour and a half, at least that they had online. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, he tried to claim that he was a paratrooper, which we know that he did not actually make it to par- being a paratrooper. Mm-hmm. That he was a Vietnam vet, but... When they investigated that, they saw that he never set foot in Vietnam, even though he was in the army at that time. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So he tried to make himself sound like this big, Mm -hmm. you know, war hero when really, like, I think Meredith was the hero. Sounds like Like she. Yeah. um, And he went on to complain um, about women. You know, they just wanted to turn men into domestic, and I can't say the word that he said, um, and making them less of a man. And he's the one that had three failed marriages. Mm. So, yeah, he was mad at women. He was mad at society. He was mad at everybody. Uh, It just wasn't his fault. He didn't want people to think that he was a monster because he cut off heads, you know, he just wanted everybody to know that he didn't want to cut off heads. He just had to, so people couldn't be identified. So, yeah, not so, a monster. You know, if you hadn't killed him in the first place, <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't have had to cut you off You wouldn't have to head. do any of this. So then, um, he also complained about how he lost money with this whole Meredith thing. Because he had to put $30 <laughs> out of his $45 of gas. And she just made him drive all over the place. So he lost money in this. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm done here with this guy. <laughs> like, what? So That's during great. his confession, he tells them, you know, where uh, that they could find, find the rest of her. Mm-hmm. And... He went to trial and he was sentenced to life in prison on January 31st of 2008. 
while he was incarcerated, he could not keep his mouth shut. So he would tell other inmates about the Sunday school teacher he killed, about the old people he killed, just wouldn't shut up. Mm -hmm. Anybody that wanted to would sit there and listen to him, he would talk. So he was so alone for so long and had that need to talk to somebody. He just gave it all up. Talk, talk, talk. So they connected him to the other ones, the other killings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there was a psychologist that was pretty much saying you don't really turn into a serial killer in your 60s. <laughs> I was like, and he more than likely had been killing people way before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not unheard of. Yeah. It's just really kind of rare. So, yeah, he would tell people, tell the inmates about the other people that he killed. And so he was sentenced to death in Florida. And then... um, Once he served that sentence, he went back to... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, one of the other places, I think, where he had killed Irene... And John uh, were going to try him and they wanted to seek death penalty. But then they decided since Florida already gave him the death penalty, mm-hmm. you know, why do that? Yeah. Why waste the tax- taxpayers mm-hmm. money? Okay. That was nice. Um, and as far as I know, I think he's still sitting in death row, but I didn't really check to see. So Ella, Meredith's dog, was adopted by her parents and his dog was adopted by someone on his legal team. So the dogs are good. (laughs) The dogs are fine. (laughs) Is that a good dog? I hope it's a good dog. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was Gary, Gary Hilton killing people. So one of the things that stands out to me is when I think about syrup, serial killers I think about things happening a long time ago like 60s 70s this happened in 2008 mm-hmm. and it, we, like you said we don't know what happened before um, that's like recent mm-hmm. I mean it's not like super recent but there's people out there that are doing these things now. oh yeah still yeah mm-hmm. it's not Ted Bundy Mm-mm. I mean, it, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? It's like I don't know who Ted Bundy is. What? Heard the name before. He's what? a serial but killer. He's a very I don't handsome. know if I believe you. <laughs> I'm like what? No, I've I've heard the name before, but I never looked up the information myself. It's a very handsome, slick talking serial killer. There's a movie on Netflix about him that's i have to watch tv Mm. that's okay you could read the book oh okay okay. several books yes (laughs) how much time do you have (laughs) i have a backlog of books i need to read so well this one might have to jump to the top (laughs) it was the book that ann rule wrote that oh started her career oh of course i he has no idea who ann rule is no idea it's okay she writes about all kinds of murders and she worked with him we talked about that too. Mm-hmm. You're just learning all kinds of stuff listening to us on this podcast. 
So here's Meredith with her dog. And I do think her dog, like, made some attempt mm-hmm. to attack him. <sighs> she looks like he, she can kick my butt, so. Yeah. Because I think in his interrogation, he talked about how the dog just, like, wouldn't let up. But then he couldn't get himself to kill the dog. So. I I am sitting here just shaking my head. I just. I don't understand. Was it uh, three wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left? Sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you have anything else? That's all I read about was Gary. I read about that and watched some of the interrogation. And yes, at some point I was just like, oh, I can't. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I want to listen to him. No, he's all like, you know, women. And it's not my fault. Women are bad. Society's bad. It's not my fault. I don't want to get a job. <sighs> okay, so I have a couple others. There's one, uh, Hawaii Volcanoes National Park and Rocky Mountain National Park. So, um, let's see. So, the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is an unsolved mystery. This guy was found shot in the head. Single gunshot wound. Okay, back of the neck, not the head. Uh, Execution style. They don't know. They don't even have any motives or suspects or anything. 15 years. Hmm. And he was uh, from Seattle, 44 years old. Vacation in Hawaii? Yeah, you know, and it doesn't even say anything about whether or not they robbed him or, you know. Well, I think probably not if they think, if they're saying that there wasn't a motive that they could see. Right. Because then that would have been a robbery gone bad or something. Yeah. But it says that he j- had just moved there, so I can't imagine when you don't know what that means. Just moved there was it yeah. a week, two weeks, six months? Yeah, you know, could you have enough time to piss someone off exactly. that much? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so then the Rocky Mountain National Park, Harold. Penthorn said that his wife had fallen during a hike and had gotten a head injury. And um, so he had performed CPR on her while he was waiting for help to come. And of course, she was already dead. It took the ranger hours. You know this one. Yes. To, to even reach them. So this is how I found out about the special <laughs> forest ranger <laughs> detectives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Because he had killed other wives. Mm-hmm. It looks like suspicious deaths. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. So. There is a show on Hulu. That is about this, which is how I found out about the special oh, wild crime. 
There's a show on Hulu called mm-hmm. Wild Crime, and it is about him. And they tell all kinds of stuff about uh, him killing his first wife, killing that wife, and that is how I found out about that elite unit of park rangers. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> this is a thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> this, is, this is a career. Well, and there's another program. I think it was just Murders in National Parks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had found uh, a lot of my information from this website, Free Range American. And this uh, one of the articles was National Park Murders, Hundreds Killed Missing. Or excuse me, Hundreds Killed, comma, mm-hmm. Missing. Um, but this was a 2001 October article so it was fairly current um so they said that this guy was found guilty in 2015 and sentenced to first degree murder he's in federal prison as of the writing of this article so Mm -hmm. serving life no death penalty yep and he pretty much did the same thing the first wife yeah and the second wife. I mean, got away with it the first time. I didn't see how it happened. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm sorry. That always takes me back to Polar Express. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the little kid who's bad. <laughs> Telling the elf, I didn't do it. All right. So there you have it, people. It happens. National parks. Be careful. When you're mm-hmm. camping, camping, hiking, reading a book in your car, reading a book in your car. Yes. So somehow he must have made her have a flat tire so mm-hmm. that it would, she would get out of her car. Yeah, they think that he probably saw her, um, like at Target or something. Because, you know, he still went about. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you can go off the grid, but unless you actually know how to live off the land, yeah, <laughs> you still you still need money. You still have to be able to do that kind of stuff. And so, they think that he probably saw her at Target, saw that she was alone, and when she drove out there, um, in the parking lot, did something to her tire. She didn't know. Went and parked somewhere, and then mm. by the time she was trying to leave, she realized yeah. that her tire was flat and she had to get out and mm-hmm. yeah and then he probably just rolled up and was like do you need any help mm-hmm. and so then threw her into his van his creepy astro van so let me tell you what i think the first part is that he was shopping at target and if you don't have any money target is not the place to shop <laughs> He might not have been shopping. Like <laughs> He may have just been scamming. He might have just been looking around to see if there was someone he could follow. I mean, he was given a hard time about the $30 in gas. Dude, if you're shopping at Target, <laughs> shut up about the gas. Yeah. I don't think he was in the store <laughs> shopping. I think he was in the parking lot shopping. Got it. <laughs> like, Well, at least he didn't eat them. At least there's that. Yeah. It's like he's not completely depraved. There is always a bright light somewhere. <laughs> At least there was that. 
I, I don't think that was a really bright light. It might be kind of dim, but it was a light. <laughs> yeah, when I started reading more about Meredith, I was like, I was not expecting her to kick his butt. Mm-hmm. But she did. Good for her. Too bad it didn't. Wish we had a picture of what he looked like afterward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he needed the tape Surgical all over tape. his face. <laughs> oh, one of the things I forgot to mention was when he went to get money out of the ATM with John, mm-hmm. you know, because this is what he would do. He put a towel over his face, like over the, his nose and mouth while he did his thing because he didn't think that was going to be suspicious either. <laughs> I was thinking, where are the people around in the community <laughs> Where are they this like, stuff? what's this guy doing? Yeah. <laughs> he also said that the reason he took Meredith back to the campsite instead of trying more ATMs with the other pin number that she said was the correct one mm-hmm. uh, was because it was nighttime and he thought it would be suspicious if he was trying to take money out of the ATM at night. I was <laughs> 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 just like, uh, <laughs> what now? <laughs> Well, the good thing is he he didn't get any of her money. He did not. She actually and he complained about that. <laughs> <laughs> good for you, Meredith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it takes guts, but you know if you're in a situation, you know you're going to die anyway. Why make it easy? But it could also prolong your life mm-hmm. if, if you know. Yeah, I think he kept her alive a lot longer. Than he did some of the others. Which is interesting because he kicked. She kicked his butt a couple times. Mm -hmm. And you would think that he would be ready to just. Cut his losses on that one. But obviously not. Mm -mm. He was very upset with her. Yeah. (laughs) I've got to make this worth my while. (laughs) Well and she probably did a good job of making herself seem. uh, She probably humanized herself to him. But in the end, he still killed her. Yeah. But my little doggy. Yeah. Loves me. All right. You've been listening to Do We Like Murder? A segment of the Long Overdue podcast. Coming to you from Decatur Public (laughs) Library in Decatur, Texas. Bye.